The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Two of the disciples of Jesus were on their way to a village called Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem, and they were talking together about all that had happened. Now as they talked this over, Jesus himself came up and walked by their side. But something prevented them from recognising him. He said to them, What matters are you discussing as you walk along? They stopped short, their faces downcast. Then one of them called Cleopas answered him, You must be the only person staying in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there these last few days. What things? he asked. All about Jesus of Nazareth, they answered, who proved he was a great prophet by the things he said and did in the sight of God and of the whole people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be sentenced to death and had him crucified. Our own hope had been that he would be the one to set Israel free. And this is not all. Two days have gone by since it all happened, and some women from our group have astounded us. They went to the tomb in the early morning, and when they did not find the body, they came back to tell us they had seen a vision of angels who declared he was alive. Some of our friends went to the tomb and found everything exactly as the women had reported, but of him they saw nothing. Then he said to them, You fools, so slow to believe the full message of the prophets. Was it not ordained that the Christ should suffer and go so enter into his glory? Then starting with Moses and going through all the prophets, he explained to them the passages throughout the scriptures that were about, about himself. When they drew near to the village to which they were going, he made as if to go on. But they pressed him to stay with him. It's nearly evening, they said, and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. Now while he was with them at table, he took the bread and said the blessing. Then he broke it and handed it to them. And their eyes were opened and they recognised him. Did not our hearts burn within us as he talked to us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? They set out that instant and returned to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven assembled together with their companions, who said to them, Yes, it is true. The Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then they told their story of what had happened on the road and how they had recognised him at the breaking of bread.
the Gospel of the Lord. As I said, as we gather this morning, Father Nick is, is being laid to rest at the Ohopo Cemetery. There's probably just two or three people there, the funeral director and, um, and those who will fill the grave. It was a bit like that with the burial of Jesus. It was only Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus. It was a hurried affair. There weren't great crowds there. And I think Father Nick would somehow like that, the humble man that he was, that he had a burial like, like Jesus. Father Nick died in the octave of Easter, and for the church this week is as if it's Easter Sunday every day. And I was saying this to leader Father Nick's sister um, earlier in the week, and she says, you know, of course, that Father Theo Father Nick's brother also died in the octave of Easter. And I think these are beautiful signs about Father Nick. Beautiful signs that just the way things work out and we can see the providential hand of God, even though these are strange days we are living through, the Lord has everything under control. When we look back at Father Nick's long life, He's had a real journey, being born in Holland and then coming uh, with his family out to New Zealand, having to learn English. Somebody said to me he learnt his English in the cow shed where he was milking. Um, and then the journey first to, to Holy Name Seminary in Christchurch and then on to Holy Cross College Seminary in Mosgiel. And he was ordained a priest by Bishop DeLaghi on the 27th of June, 1970. So he didn't quite make his 50 years of priesthood. And yet, in the midst of his priesthood, we see something of the faithful priest and servant that he was. And I think, in lots of ways, his priesthood mirrored Jesus as he journeyed with the disciples making for Emmaus. First of all, there were those two disciples and, and they were confused. They were downcast. You know, their own hope had been that Jesus was going to be the one who set Israel free. And they're trying to figure it out in their mind. Now, I wouldn't say Father Nick was downcast in his faith, but he was one who was always trying to enter more deeply into it, trying to figure it out. And that's what I've heard, you know, people that have written to me in these last few days. Father Nick would be visiting people and he'd be sharing some insight that he had had from his study of the scriptures. But the first thing Jesus did with these two disciples walking to Emmaus was getting alongside him. And I think Nick, getting alongside them, Father Nick 
was somebody who got alongside people, like Jesus. He would meet people where they were at on the road. And so someone wrote to me from Canada, and he said that Father Nick had a huge influence on me as a child. In particular, he used to come out to our farm with an oil can and oil the chain of my bike. Somebody else, also from Tiaraha, said, He baptised me, married my husband and myself 21 years ago. I remember he used to come for dinner at our farm. He would amaze and thrill us children by wiggling his very prominent ears. He gave my husband and I a cross he had made of wood from a fence post from the farm. And someone from Tiamutu wrote, Once he called as I was taking washing from the clothesline. He told me, fold as you go. I've done so ever since, and often smile as I remember a lovely priest with a common touch. He had that ability to be able to get beside people, to journey with them, just like Jesus did. Jesus, as he was walking to the disciples, was one who listened. Father Nick was a great listener. He enjoyed hearing the stories of his parishioners and his people and getting to know them. And the more he did that, the more he wanted to serve them. And so it's only after having listened to his disciples that Jesus starts teaching with them, opening up the scriptures that were about him so they understood who he was. And Father Nick was was a great teacher. He had a passion for wanting to share the faith. And again, people have talked to me just about the, the wisdom of his words, the way he was able to open up the scriptures for people. Um, I first met Father Nick in Kororo uh, when he was in retirement there in his little house, and he showed me all the catechetical materials he'd put together. I think he had a, a niece, maybe you're watching, who um, was a cartoonist and had done all these cartoons for him. Uh, the, the church at the monastery at Nakuru, uh, the Tyburn Monastery, has the stained glass windows that Father Nick designed. And there's other windows around. He is one who wanted to share his faith. And that was the sort of thing that set his uh, heart on fire. Somebody wrote that Father Nick had, um, had uh, mischievous eyes, I would say sparkling eyes, especially when he was talking about the faith. It's when the disciples got to Emmaus, Jesus made as if to go on ahead, but they says, come in. And so he went in, and while he was there, he broke bread with them. And again, Father Nick was a great visitor. He loved calling in on families. He loved sharing a meal with them. But always for him, the focus was on Jesus. Those disciples, um, as Jesus broke the bread, recognized him. And suddenly 
Their eyes were opened, but he had vanished from their sight. And that's often the way with us in our faith journey, isn't it? We have these moments of insight, but we can't hold on to them. We've always got to go further. For Father Nick, his faithfulness to celebrating the Eucharist, the high point of his prayer life each day, his faithfulness to his prayer, to his study, and to his pastoral outreach, these were signs of a man who was deeply in love with Jesus. The disciples, once they'd had this experience, rushed off to share their faith with the other disciples back in Jerusalem. And that's Father Nick's story too. It's the story of his vocation, to share the good news of Christ risen. For Father Nick, his faith in Christ was everything. I thought the psalm today, or the psalm on the, that he died, on the day he died, was particularly relevant for him. Give thanks to the Lord. Tell his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. And isn't that so true? He's one who always gave thanks to God and made his deeds known among the peoples, who told of all God's wonderful works. Consider the Lord and his strength constantly. Seek his face. And again, that's Father Nick too. Constantly seeking the face of God. One of the little things that was sent to me was when Father Nick was in um, Apotiki. And after communion for a Mass for children at the beginning of the school year, he used a prayer from the musical Godspell called Day by Day. Day by day, day by day, O oh dear Lord, three things I pray. To see thee more clearly, to love thee more dearly, to follow thee more nearly, day by day. And don't those words really sum up Father Nick? To all things he looked to Christ. And in many ways I think that's how Father Nick endured the, the sufferings that he went through in the last few years. His eyes were always fixed on Jesus. Jesus who suffered, died and rose again. One of the messages I received was from one of the staff at Assisi. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of Father Nick's peaceful presence to us amidst his frailty. And it's that reminder that even though he might not have been able to speak in a way that we're able to understand in these last years, that his love was unchanged. Perhaps a purifying time perhaps an atoning time for us. I think Father Nick 
offered all these things up gracefully and peacefully until the Lord who had walked with him all the days of his life took him by the hand and led him through the gates of death. And it's to him that we turn, to Christ who has died and Christ who has risen. And we ask him, as Father Nick would ask us to ask him, that the Lord be merciful to his priest and servant, Father Nick, that he grant to him eternal light, happiness and peace.